Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey friends, it's Nicole. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. Warning, the following podcast contains graphic content and materials intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is I feel like now we have to start every episode that way because we've done it a couple times. <laughs> well, I mean, why not when you can? <laughs> so we're on location today. Whoop, whoop. On location. It's a very exotic location, actually. It's um, it's our basement. Our basement. <laughs> we are in a stupid heat wave right now. Oh. Like, absolutely ridiculous. So hot. Uh, if anyone is in like Alberta, BC, and I'm probably assuming it's like in the Pacific Northwest in general right now. Mm-hmm. But we're we're northern BC and we're reaching like forty degrees Celsius temperatures all fucking week. All week. Which, which may be like normal to some people, but it's not normal for us. Yeah. And for those in the Fahrenheit realm, it's hundred and four degrees Fahrenheit that we're sitting in right now. Oh, so, you looked that up or do you just know? I looked it up because I, I wanted to be considerate of those in, in other wow. places, namely the states, because I think they're the only ones who use Fahrenheit. <laughs> yeah, well that's very kind of you, Ben. Yeah, I, I I'm try. sure they appreciate I try. that. Probably not. But I feel like <laughs> I've seen um, them post about like being 100 degrees and stuff. And I thought the post made it seem like that wasn't very hot. Well, I'm sure it's not very hot for some places, but it's hot as balls for us. <laughs> so hot. Yeah. Like I'm pretty much just like you sit there and you just sweat. Well, I, I was talking to a friend of mine online who lives in Australia. And I was complaining about the heat wave. And he's like, that's like normal mm-hmm. heat for us. And I'm like, dude, you have giant lizards and shit that go sunbathing. All of our animals have like four inches of fur because yeah. they don't freeze to death. Well, yeah, we have two little huskies and they're not doing the best. They're, they're panting away right beside us. So if you yeah. hear some panting, it's either the dogs or us overheating. Yeah, probably you. <laughs> probably me. Probably. <laughs> that, that's why I have the cold drink though. Yeah, I'm jelly. Um, are you going to drop the bomb about uh, our other on location on what we're going to be doing soon? I'll let you. You don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? No, I do. About Vancouver. <laughs> okay, you do know. I do know. Okay, uh, coming up in a couple of weeks, guys, we're going to Vancouver. Just a little like uh, a vacation trip. And we're going to well, check out our tiny home yeah, that's being built down there to too. look at our tiny home. But we're taking extra time for vacation. Yeah, we are. Uh, but what's really cool is we managed to book a hotel that's usually like a little bit too expensive, but it was on sale. <laughs> so we're like, let's, let's book it. Booked. But the thing about this hotel is it's the Fairmont in downtown Vancouver known to be haunted by the lady in red the lady in red so while we're there staying at the haunted hotel we are going to do a podcast episode based completely on the lady in red like in our hotel room right yes maybe she'll even join us oh if she joins us i'm out you guys will never hear from me again (laughs) it'll be well you'll hear me die on the spot of a heart attack that's what's going to happen 
Yeah, that would be like I just feel like maybe talking about her too much might bring her to us. Could bring some unwanted attention. Well, and I do even have like I've got because I do videography stuff. I've got some camera gear. I've got some audio equipment, that sort of thing. One of my cameras actually does have infrared on it. Ooh. So maybe okay, you'll even I hate see that actually. Maybe you'll even see some little ghost hunting stuff. Who I knows? Don't know we'll if see. I love that. <laughs> we'll see. But okay, but that's cool. It's gonna be cool. It's gonna be cool for us to get away and then also to do uh, like a theme. And the location of yes. stuff. Because oh, we're always totally. just in our house talking about these things, right? So it's going to be awesome. Well, and there's definite potential for us to do other location-based ones as well. Oh, absolutely. So It will be. Yeah, we definitely will. Yeah. Especially with COVID easing up a bit. Exactly. So expect some more of that coming down the pipe. Until then, though, let's rock this case with a Nicole episode today. Uh, okay. What and I'm got? just going to warn you guys. Okay. Well, I actually have two warnings. One warning is it going to be a two-parter. So I'm just throwing that out there. But that's wah, cool. Wah, wah. That's cool. You get two episodes yeah, from they us. You gotta wait. Yeah, and I probably have to put it on a Wednesday so I'm not an asshole because you put it on a Wednesday. <laughs> People um, did like that when we did it last time. We yeah. came out with it pretty quick. Yeah, so it will be out the next day. So you don't have to wait long. And um, I had thought about like giving you guys a break because last episode was a bit heavy. Like, Ben, you threw it on us. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was um, a brutal episode. <laughs> but I didn't give you a break. <laughs> Um, this is actually a case I've been wanting to do for quite a while, like since we first started and I'm, mm -hmm. and we both decided to do these gruesome cases at the back same time. Back. So I apologize, but it's a true crime podcast. Deal with it. So let's get going. <laughs> yes. Let's roll. Without further ado. Hey. Okay. So, and we did drop, drop a hint on Instagram. So this is the Barbie and Ken killers yeah there was a few of you guys who knew it like right away. right away so the barbie and ken killers of canada i mean i don't know if there's them in other countries but this is canada um the case starts with paul bernardo pa paul was born on august 27th 1964 in toronto ontario okay, we also okay. i think we do a lot of like back east cases too well, but I think they're more you, populated and stuff. Well, so yeah, more definitely. Shit going there's, on, maybe. there's more density of population and living over there. So that's, yeah. it's more bound to happen, I guess. Yeah. But you definitely do more of that because, well, you stick to mostly Canadian. I know. Cases. I, I almost butchered your own country's Can name. Can Canada. Canada? Canada. Huh? Okay. The, that old commercial? Oh, yeah. I do remember the, that. The history of Canada. Anyways, people probably don't know what we're talking about. Let's, yeah, let's keep going. I remember that as a kid. Um, so he was the third child to be born into a wealthy yet dysfunctional family. I feel like sometimes with wealth maybe comes dysfunction. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. His parents were Ken Kenneth and Marilyn. His father, coming from an abusive family, was also abusive to his family, including sexually abusing Paul's sister, Ugh. like his child. Yeah, that's fucked. And in 1975 was charged with child molest. molest Sorry, I kind of didn't know how to say that there for a minute. <laughs> molest, molest, For molest. fondling another young girl. I want to fondle my fist with his jaw. Yeah, so Paul's dad sucks. Like, that's just no the, first, shit. the first thing I'm throwing out there. Paul's mom, Marilyn, depressed, obviously, over her husband's abuse. Uh, yeah, I would imagine so. Withdrew herself from the family and lived in the basement of their home in Scarborough, which is Easton, Ontario. Okay. But like also she could have been a badass and been like, fuck you, I'm taking my kids. But so she went in the basement, but that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. I think she had mental issues. Um, <laughs> you went like in a whole roundabout. Like I did actually. I did. Uh, somewhat un unscathed by the home turmoil, turmoil, Paul was described as always happy, 
He okay. smiled a lot. He had cute little dimples and good looks. Oh, sounds like a cute little kid. Yeah. Did he have like a lot going for him? Do you know? Was he like smart in school, that sort of stuff? I didn't say if he was smart. I'm going to say he's an asshole. <laughs> okay, he's an <laughs> asshole. He was a cute kid who <laughs> was, an was just an asshole. Um, but he was described as the perfect child. Every parent wanted him. He was polite and did, oh, and did well in school. Okay, so he did well in school. Okay, there we go. I did have that. Shit, I thought I, it was, ugh, never mind. I was about to give away in there. Um, so yeah, every parent was like, wanted him as a kid, but. But. The grass ain't always greener on the other side of the fence, folks, because he had a dark side that was a Bruin. It was a Bruin? It was a Bruin was in a Bruin? there. Like a Like a bad poo? Like when you have McDonald's the night before and you go to bed drunk and you wake up and you got the booze poos mixed with the McShits. Oh, that's nasty visual. Visual? You were visualizing it? I did visualize Ew. that, which is disgusting. It's It's been, we've all been there. Oh yeah, I'm sure everyone's <laughs> probably been there. The booze poos, gotta love them. So at the age of 16, Paul's mom, and this was like a bomb, told him that she had an affair with a former boyfriend. Oh shit. And that Kenneth was actually not his biological father. Oh, shit. Well, I mean, if your husband's like straight up molesting your children and being abusive and shit. You actually would probably almost want to celebrate that shit. If that wasn't wait, wait, your... What? No, if that wasn't your dad. Oh, I thought you meant celebrate your husband doing that oh, shit. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, if you found out that wasn't your dad. Yeah, no. Maybe you'd be like, hell, yeah, you he would yeah. celebrate that. I'm talking about the perspective of, of the mother. Yeah. She finds out that her husband's doing this not only to her, but her kids and that sort of stuff. Yeah. I would definitely seek out, like, some relations with some other person. And, like, I, I need love and compassion and someone to be with because... Like, I'm just in this dark place, you know? I know. Not that you should go cheat on your fucking husband well, or wife, but she, if anybody has a reason to, she definitely has one. For sure. And they had gotten a particular bad argument that night, like the mom and Paul's mom and dad, and that's when she told Paul. Uh, oh, okay. I, th I thought so. you were going to say she got in a bad argument and then went and got pregnant with Paul. Oh, no. <laughs> fuck <laughs> you. I'm going to go fuck my boyfriend. That could be, though. But Paul didn't really take this that well. Hmm. Because he began calling his mom a slob and a whore, apparently oh, disgusted by her. Really? Yeah. How old is he at this point? 16. What a and little... And calling his mom like a whore? Like, that's strike one of this guy being a complete asshole, in my opinion. That's strike one you should shut the fuck up. What a douche canoe. Yeah. Oh, you just you wait, Ben. If you think that's bad, this guy. Whoo. Whoo. Okay. Whoo. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> um, Paul graduated from Sir Wilford Lawyer 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 Laurier Laurier yeah. College Institute. So Sir Wilfred Laurier. That was that College was Institute. A historical individual. I'm trying to remember who that was. I know, yeah. Anyways, okay, continue. Um and he worked for Aimway. Do you know what Aimway is? Aimway. I had to look this up because I had no. no idea. I know there's the local Aim High. I don't know if that's like no, a thing it's not around. The same okay. Thing. So it's a multi level marketing company that sells health, beauty, and home care products. Okay. And this sales culture had a deep effect on Paul. He purchased books and tapes of famous motivational get rich and famous experts. Oh, God. And him and his friends would practice their te techniques on young women that they met in bars, apparently being very successful. Oh, God. Which I'm like, that's freaking weird. I don't yeah, think that shit would work That's for me. literally building up a slimy fucking personality. Like oh, you, yeah. You picture the epitome of like a used car salesman. That's what I'm picturing with him already. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Gross. But not all used car salesmen no, are bad. No, that, that's what I mean. Like the epitome of like what you <laughs> like think. Like the stereotype. Like, stereotype. There yeah. you go. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like when you watch Matilda and yes. Matilda's dad. Yes. I don't know if people know what Matilda is. That was Danny DeVito. He did a great job. He in did that a role. really good job. He acted it well. Fun fact. I actually met Matilda, the actress, and got Nicole a signed DVD of that. I should watch. I'm actually obsessed with Matilda. You yeah. guys are learning a lot about If you me. guys don't ever go to Comic Cons, you can experience some really cool shit. I'm just dropping this now. I met so many awesome actors and actresses. I met Stan fucking Lee yeah. at Comic Con. Yeah. Because he's since passed, right? He has. Yeah. He has. It's too bad. Yeah. So go to Comic Con, kids. Comic Con. Do Comic Con, not drugs. <laughs> By the time Paul attended university, so he attended the University of Toronto, Scarborough. Scarborough. Scarborough, sorry. Scarborough. Scarborough? Barrow. Barrow. Scarborough. How does it spell? With a G-H at the end? I did look this up, and I knew I was like going to fuck it up each time. (laughs) Um, Scar and then B-O-R-O-U-G-H. Scarborough. Scarborough. I don't know where I know that word from. All these words are dropping. I've heard them before. It's almost like a suburb of Toronto, basically. Okay. So yeah, he's attending attending university and Mm -hmm. he had developed some dark sexual fantasies and enjoyed humiliating women in public and physically abusing women he dated. What a dick. He saw women as sexual objects rather than people, solely there for the gratification of men. I mean... It seems like a lot of people these days are the, not far off from that description, which is fucking pathetic. You think? I don't think so. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's just people being outed in their stories because social media is a little more prevalent, you know? Yeah. Um, but people like that just make me sick. Like, oh. He, people are people. Like there's, that line right there makes me almost want to like vomit. Yeah. There's, there's no, if you're fucking age, sex, gender, whatever the fuck, you're a person. Don't fucking look down on anyone else. If you look down on other people, I will look down on you for that. Seriously. Yeah. 100%. Um, this seems obvious, but he was also obsessed with his appearance. He spent a lot of time checking himself out in the mirror. The vibe he was going for was California Beach Boy <laughs> and enjoyed how his appearance <laughs> fooled people. Is that funny? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my God. Who would go for California Beach Boy? Why don't you just go for being a person? Like, okay, careful, Ben. We have a lot of California listeners. I'm sorry. I feel like if, that vibe is good. If you end up with that vibe, there's nothing wrong with that. But why would you try well, for that vibe? And that like, is you know? kind of like the Barbie, Barbie doll can vibe, isn't it? Yeah, because they're all like Malibu and shit. Well, is Malibu, is that California or Florida? That's Florida, right? I think that's California. Is it Cal- It's oh, either I east or know. west coast. Our geograph- oh, our geography sorry, is terrible. We'll have to look that one up. We should probably look, know okay. where Malibu is. Continue. I'm going to look it up on, <laughs> on my phone right now because I feel terrible for not knowing where that is. Um, okay. So I was just saying, though, he enjoyed how his appearance fooled people. He was sweet on the outside. It's California. And angry on the inside, what he called deadly innocence. What a deadly <laughs> douchebag. Is it California? It's California. I was yeah. right. We yeah. should have just gone with that because I'm usually right. Oh, oh, you really want to go down this path? Because you know I am right way more than you. I know, you totally are. (laughs) Okay, so May of 1987 is when Paul began acting out his sexual fantasies by brutally raping women in in Skull Barrel at the age of 23. Fuck. Mm -hmm. This guy's trash. 
Oh man, and like I got I'm a not gi- I got a giant to list goes. here. He committed multiple sexual assaults, escalating in viciousness, attacking most of his victims after stalking them as they got off buses in the late evening. It's kind of interesting. I mean, I understand it at the same time, but it's interesting how that works. It's like anyone who does like multiple killings or assaults, like a serial rapist killer, mm-hmm. whatever, they always like test the waters. They start small and they work their way bigger and bigger. And then it always, or generally always, most times, ends up biting them in their ass because they get too confident in it and they just go overboard. And then that's when they get caught, you know? I know, because like they pretty much always get caught. Like you get caught. Yeah. there. I mean, there are some killers out there, like Jack the Ripper, for example. He never got caught. We don't know who he is to this day. Oh. But. The majority get caught. Majority do, but it's always the same story. It's they test the waters a little bit, whether it's even just straight out starting with murder, but they will cover their tracks very well. And then they'll start, okay, maybe going a little more prominent in the afternoon rather than at night mm-hmm. or leaving some more evidence behind, not worrying did, too much about he things. He did stick to this ammo for quite a while. He really. did? Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So on May 4th. May the 4th be with you. 1987. That's why I love you. (laughs) His first victim was was a 21-year-old woman who he followed home and raped in front of her parents' house, and the attack lasted more than half an hour. In front of the house? Like in public? Well, it was night, right? Still, I'm pretty sure she's making a racket. I know. And and we'll get through. We'll get some. Some did. Just calm, calm those titties. This is the first one. My titties are flailing around and let them flail. Free the nip. I'm not wearing a bra. Okay, uh, comment. Okay. <laughs> so not very long later, on May 14th, 1987, he raped a 19-year-old in the backyard of her parents' house, and that attack lasted over an hour. What? Like, the, And that's just like, I don't know. I guess I envision like attacks being like five, ten minutes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're <laughs> okay. really painting a bad picture for our audience here. Thanks. That's not what I mean, but it's like generally it's like you're probably like going as quick as possible, not wanting to get caught, but like he like prolonged the freaking shit. Our attacks generally last a lot longer than oh five my minutes gosh, for the record. Ben, put your ego aside. We're talking about the case here. <laughs> no, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like that's a long fucking time. Well, and I'm sure like Uh, Someone who's into that sort of thing, whatever their mindset is, they're probably getting off on the attack. So it would probably help heighten the experience. They probably would nut sooner. But it's just just nasty. Or they might have like a few times. I don't know. On July 17th, 1987, he attempted to rape a young woman. He beat her up, but abandoned the attack when she fought back. So it's like, there you go. She fought back enough. Always fight back. Oh, shit. Yeah, as much fight as you fucking can. Fight back and make can. as much noise as you can. Go for And this is coming from, like, I have a martial arts background. I did for like 10 years. Yeah. Go for the eyes, the throat, the nose, the mouth, the balls, any sort of soft spot, ears. Don't try and run. Fight. Because a lot of these people did fight or like make a ruckus and they got and they got away. That's that's how you do so. it. If, if you try and run, it leaves an opening for them to keep attacking you. Yeah. If you fight and hit them in soft spots, they're going to be hurt. They're going to be worried about other people getting drawn or attention hearing. in. Yeah. And yeah. they will run. That's yeah. what you want to do. Um. So yeah, that what that lady got away. Thank God. Um. On September 29th, nineteen eighty seven, he attempted to rape a fifteen year old. Like I'm like that's so freaking young. He broke into her house, jumped on her, put her his hand over her mouth, 
threatened her with a knife, but was interrupted by the girl's screaming mother and fled the scene. Unfortunately, though, 19-year-old Anthony Haymaker, Haymaker was convicted of the sexual assault oh, no. and served a 16-month prison sentence. Fuck. So yeah. did was that the full sentence he served and then he got out? Or did they realize it wasn't no, him? No, he served the full sentence. Fuck. Which actually 16 months isn't like very long. I mean, it was only... It, it, he didn't like get the rape in or anything, but um, yeah. So someone else paid for his. I wonder if there's any retribution for that. If it, because clearly they found out it wasn't. Oh him. yeah, yeah. I think there is. There is, when people are wrongly convicted, there totally is. Well, there should be is mm-hmm. the thing, but I think if there, there usually is, is another question. Yeah. Okay, so next came Carla Homoka. 
some of her playmates or her friends said that when they came over to her house and they were like playing Barbies, she was very controlling. And if if the Barbies didn't do what she wanted to do, then she put the game away. But I mean, like that's just that's just a spoiled like a kid, kid attitude. Yeah. One thing that was kind of fucked up, especially since she likes animals, they did like a they made a parachute thing for a hamster. And like threw out the window. Really? Oh my god, that poor hamster. I know. I, okay, can we just have like a rest in peace for all the hamsters out there who've died so I know, fucked but up like, ways? I feel like kids maybe I don't know, but so it did clunk a little, and then apparently died like a few weeks later. It actually lasted like didn't die instantly, so it was like oh, so it was suffering. Because how many stories have you heard where it's like, oh my hamster got sucked up in the vacuum, I dropped the uh, cage on it, I stepped on it, my dog, it. My ate dog it. got it. Like <laughs> these poor hamsters, like they must die the most gruesome death of any animal yeah. in the world. Oh, not my hamster. My hamster was like king. It lasted so long too. Yeah. And I remember like when we would go on vacation, I would have like a calendar and I would set out all the meals that this oh, that's right. you hamster told me about would that. get. And um, but I bet you anything, my dad just gave it whatever. Probably, probably forgot to feed it <laughs> sometimes. But um, anyway, so the hamster did die, and then she later like buried, uh, like unburied it or dug it up to see like how it decomposed. That, that's is that weird? That's probably a bit weird. Hey? That's a bit weird. I mean, curiosity is another thing, though. Yeah, like a young girl just like because kids are curious, and they do weird things sometimes. Yeah, so th- there's half that's really fucked up half i mean kids are fucked up in in their nature anyways so yeah so anyway she i painted her pretty good i think she's mostly like pretty good but she did have like a dark side to her okay so at the time of meeting paul carla was in her graduating year of high school and working part-time at a pet shop after graduation in 1988 she was hired to work as a veterinarian assistant so she okay. did like animals. Is this going to get like darker where she really in, likes to investigate like the animals no. and shit? No, thank God. Okay. I probably wouldn't be talking about it. Okay. I thought she was going to like start doing like some weird autopsy no, shit God. behind the scenes. No. Okay. So after introducing her, we get to go back to Paul's rap sheet. Woohoo! Oh, yay. it's not over. Let's hear more about this. I There's a lot of words that crossed my mind. None of them were suitable <laughs> that I should say. So I'll just go back to douche canoe. Let's hear more about this douche canoe. Uh, so being in a relationship with Carla didn't slow Paul down. Unlike other women Paul had met, Carla had a dark side and encouraged Paul's sadistic sexual behavior. Oh, gross. So like fuel on the fire, really, right? You got to kink, keep it between you two, but don't exactly. like, yeah, consent. So consent on, is important. <laughs> yes, that is. Look at, look at, we're just teaching everyone so much shit this episode. Right. Welcome to Wicked and Grim. This is your your lesson in not to be a douchebag. And how to get rid of a fucktard. <laughs> a fucktard. Love it. Okay. On December 16, 1987, he raped a 15-year-old girl. This was his third rape, being that two I had mentioned earlier were just like got interrupted, right? So mm-hmm. they were more, I guess, attempts. This third rape caused the Toronto police to issue a warning to women in Scarborough Traveling alone at night, especially those riding buses. So his work was getting noticed, right? So all these so far were still individuals getting off of a bus, right? Yeah, pretty okay. much. Yeah. So on December 23rd, 1987, he raped a 17-year-old girl with a knife that he used to threaten his victims. So like whoa, whoa, he whoa, raped whoa, 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 her whoa. with the knife. So like he 
He didn't like hold the knife up to her no. throat and say like, I'm going to rape you. And he yeah. penetrated her. He took the knife and penetrated yeah. her with the knife. Yep. That's, I thought that it was the, the first one and I kind of was hopeful that it was, but then I dug deeper and it wasn't. That is fucked up. Yeah. That's like super fucked. Like super. That That's um, reminiscent of the last case a little bit, actually. Like it actually makes you squirm in your seat a little. Yep. I don't even have uh, that anatomy and I can almost feel it. Yep. Yep. At this point, he began to be known as the Scarborough Rapist. Should have so been the Scarborough fucktard. He got a nickname. Four months, they always get a nickname. I know they always. do. He has a lot of nicknames, actually. Four months later, on April 18, 1988, he attacked a 17-year-old girl in an assault that lasted 45 minutes. On May 25, 1988, Paul was almost caught. A uniformed Metro Toronto investigator staking out a bus state shelter okay. noticed Paul hiding under a tree and pursued him on foot... But Paul was able to escape. Ah, uh, shit. So they, I'm so like, they oh were, my gosh, it had been amazing if they caught him at that moment. They were literally like out looking for him at both oh, yeah. stops then. Okay. Oh, yeah. Totally. I mean, it wouldn't be amazing because he already effed up a few people's lives. But like he's about to eff up a lot more. So five days later, on May 30th, 88, he raped an 18-year-old woman in Mississauga, Mississauga, Ontario. Mississauga, I Mississauga. Think. I think is how you say it. Oh, there's our ooh. I always put ooh at the end. Uh, which is about 40 kilometers southwest of, Sc of uh, Scarborough. On October 4th, he attempted to rape another victim, but she fought off. She's a badass, fought off, and only needed 12 stitches, which is still, like, really shitty, but, like, it could have been a hell of a lot yeah, worse she, than, like, years of counseling, right? That's what happens when you fight. You might get some stitches or something like that. But you get away. But not necessarily. Because depending Higher on their, chance. their size too, like he might have been able to, like you might not have been able to get away, right? Their size so, means nothing if you dig your thumb in their eye. I just guess. saying. Just saying. I guess. Well, I'm just saying the other victims, they may have tried, right? Yes. Yes. So the next month on November 16th, he raped an 18-year-old in the parents, in the backyard of her parents' house. The next day, the Metro Police formed a task force to capture the Scarborough rapist. So how many rapes are we up to now? Is that six or seven? Um, I don't know. But at one point, I do count them again. So okay. Okay. I'd have to go back and count. But it's okay. If you, if you count them again. If yeah, you have I a tally, do list a few. Like, yeah, he, I think he I gets up wait. to like 12. I can wait. Wow. Wow. Way to drop at that bomb. At least. At, fuck. Well, like. Yeah, I'm just stopping. On December 27th, two days after Christmas, Paul attempted another rape, but was chased off by a neighbor. That's the shittiest package you want to receive on Christmas. I know. Wow. Like shit. A Sorry, that was, a, that was a bad joke. It was a really bad joke, and I'm not even going to go into that. Six months later. <laughs> <laughs> I like the glare you just gave me. Six months later, on June 20th, 1989. He was at it again. He attempted to rape a young woman, but she fought back and her screams alerted neighbors. Paul got away, but he had scratches on his face from her. That's good. An identifying I thing. Know. Yes. But it, that didn't do anything. Fuck. I was hoping. On August 15th, Paul committed his eighth, there we go, eighth rape, a 22-year-old woman. He had stalked her the previous night from outside her apartment window and waited for her to arrive home then attacked her and this attack lasted for two hours jesus oh like that just like oh like bleh, like 
Blah. Oh, that sucks. On November... Better than 44 days, though. That's true. On November 21st, he raped a 15-year-old girl he saw in a bus shelter. That attack lasted 45 minutes. For fuck's sake. I almost feel like I don't want to say how long they lasted, but I have it in here, so I'll say it. Yeah, let us know. One month later, on December 22nd, 19, we're still in 1989, he had his 10th rape. He attacked, sorry, I was like, where am I? He attacked a 19-year-old in a stairwell of an underground parking lot. And two days after that rape, he proposed to Carla, and they began. They became engaged on a romantic trip to Niagara Falls. And, and she knows about all these, doesn't she? No. Oh, she doesn't. Okay. I don't know. So I don't. Yeah, I don't like her. So I think that she probably had a suspicion. Okay. Um. This is this is a bit of a fucked up case. Are you gonna drink that white claw? Because I think I need it. <laughs> Do you want it? Yes. Holy shit, Ben! You've already finished a nude. And now you're on. <laughs> yes. Give me the alcohol. I. <laughs> I need it. Wow, I was saving that for later, but I guess I'm it's out of luck. It's mine now. You have wine. You have lots of booze. You're good. Um. Okay, so with Paul living in Scal- Scarborough. 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 Are you sure it's okay if I drink that? this? I feel oh, yeah. bad now. 100% it's fine. Okay. And Carla Thank living you. in St. Catharines, which was like an hour and a half away, the distance was getting in the way of the relationship. So they that's, I think that was one reason why they kind of took it to the next level, you know? Gotcha. Being a newly engaged man, however, did not stop Paul. He's unstoppable. And on May 26th, 1990, he was at it again and raped a 19-year-old woman. This rape lasted over an hour, but it was different. It was different. Oh, how because so? Because his victim had a vivid recoll- recollection of him, which enabled police to create a computer composite portrait of Paul, which was released two days later and published in Toronto and area newspapers. So there was no physical description of what he looked like prior no. to this? None this of his victims like remembered? One. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I know, and it never said anything about him wearing a mask or anything. I'm wondering if it's just like traumatic and it's just they're blocking but it out sort like of thing. But even like the attempted ones, yeah. So this was like the first one where they were like able to like get a portrait out there. Well, good on um, her for having that that memory of that. I know, because she was actually, like, got raped. Like, it wasn't an attempt or anything. And there was also an award of 150000 for information that could lead to the rest of, of him. Um, so from May to September of 1990, police submitted more than 130 suspects' samples for DNA testing. Like, that's samples. a lot. Apparently, there are voluntary samples, which I didn't put in here, but because I think that's really fucked up. Because, like, if you're volunteering, volunteering, volunteering. then, like, <laughs> I feel like it's probably not you, but um, Paul at one point did put a sample in too. He did? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. But it probably didn't get ID'd, well, though, or something. We'll get there. Okay. So they, ha- they got a shit ton of samples, basically. And they also received two reports that the person they were searching for was Paul. And this is going to piss you off. The first came in June and had been called in by a bank employee, blah, blah. But the second call was received from a wife of one of Paul's closest friends. Really? She told detectives that Paul had been called in on a previous rape investigation in December of 1987, but had never been interviewed. She also mentioned that Paul frequently talked about his sex life to his husband and liked rough sex and anal sex. However, apparently her phrasing was awkward 
and consequently left detectives unsure of whether to take her seriously. What? Okay, but there's more. Oh my God, okay. But after cross-checking several files, the detectives did decide to interview Paul. Good. The interview was on November 20th, 1990, lasted 35 minutes, with Paul voluntarily giving a sample for forensic testing. The detectives did ask Paul why he thought he was being investigated for the rapes, and he admitted that he did resemble the portrait... So he admitted that the detectives concluded that such a well-educated, well-adjusted young man couldn't possibly be responsible for vicious crimes. And he was far more credible than the wife who had called in with her awkward, strange way of speaking. And that person may have just been trying to collect the reward. That's fucked up. I think that's so bullshit. She was probably nervous as fuck to call in because, like, he was probably, like, her friend. Yeah, well, like, you're calling in, you're talking about all this awkward shit to people you don't know. Like, it's a fucking weird situation. I would be sweating. Like, my palms would be sweaty for sure. Yeah, palms sweating, knees weak, arms are heavy, vomit on your sweater already. It's mom's spaghetti. Like, 100%. Yeah, definitely. Like, what the frig? Like, oh, my goodness. That makes me really angry. So Paul was released and his DNA sample was put in the pool of other DNA samples to be tested. And in the 90s, DNA tests were not a quick process. Okay, you just painted a really bad okay, picture Okay, not me. all in the same shit. I know, but you the whole time you've been saying samples and every time you said samples, I just... I'm picturing these vials and then you said put in the pool and now I'm picturing a pool of it. Just a big Yummy. old pool of semen. Yum. No, that does not sound yummy. That sounds really gross. Because that would have been what the samples were, right? I would assume. Because I that, would assume they're collecting semen samples well, from yeah, the rapes. Well, yeah, because like if... It, it, yeah, blood wouldn't necessarily work. So the, I would assume they're matching semen Ugh, samples. I just got yeah, a lot of nasty visuals. <laughs> Enjoy those people. Sorry. Enjoy them. You're the one who said pool of samples. Okay. So you ready for some more shit? <laughs> I you guess ready? so. The next part to Paul and Carl- Carla's story is even less fun than what I've already talked about. Oh, here we go. I need to so take So prepare drink. yourself. It's like you might need another fucking white claw. I'm just saying that. <sighs> okay. I'm One ready. good thing is that the Scarborough rape stopped. But this was because after the interview, Paul went to live with Carla at, at her parents' house in St. Catharines before they would find a home of their own. But, but Carla, being the oldest child of the family, had younger sisters. For fuck's sakes. Oh, my. So no. you can use your imagination. No. no. Yeah. Didn't she did nothing? Well, just wait, babe. Just wait. This is a rocky ride. And, and we're going to wrap it up here. This first episode. Pretty For quick. For fuck's sakes. Okay. At this point in time... Paul's relationship with Carla would also intensify. She would actively let him indulge in his violent fantasies with her, but this would often lead to her being beaten. Really? And she doesn't do shit? Well, remember, she's kind of fucked up too. I I guess. So she enjoys it rough, I guess. Some people do. Well, at at the beginning too, like remember she likes to please authority. She might have thought that Paul was like authority. But like she's fucked up too. Paul would also make remarks to Carla Carla, that she was used goods since he wasn't her first sexual partner. This made Carla panic. And what does that make him? 
Oh, I know. He's nasty goods. He's fucking goodwill shit down at the corner that's not <laughs> like selling, nasty. so you're throwing it in the dumpster in the back. But this made Carla panic. She couldn't possibly lose her Ken, in quotation, oh, right? Okay. Were they identifying <laughs> themselves as Ken and no, Barbie? No, I don't think so. Okay, good. But they're just, like, attractive. Like, and they had this this two, to, two lives, basically, right? And to the public, they were, like, just perfect. And then... Like, they look like Barbie and Ken. Like, they're just yeah. perfect. And I then, was just really hoping they didn't give themselves that name. No, know? I don't think so. Okay, good. I don't think so. Um, so, yeah, she didn't want to lose Ken. So, what she would offer next is unthinkable. Uh-oh. She offered him her own no. little sister's no. No. virginity as no. a Christmas present. As a Christmas present? What the fuck? Yeah. What the actual fuck? Yep. 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 Um, that's a whole <laughs> I know, like, fucking conversation I almost, on like, its own. I was researching this. I knew the case was pretty bad, but I was also like, holy shit, do I like want to keep researching this? But it happened. It's a pretty popular, famous case. A lot of people know about it, so we're doing it. But yeah, Carla and is a motherfucker too. I, I want to say one thing, though, so far. I almost feel bad for Carla because she's just so love-struck by this fucking filth of a human being that she's willing to do anything. Yeah, but I feel like it was, like, mutual. Like, he was pretty into her, too. Well, I'm, I'm sure he is. But he has, like, he has a sex problem, really. But what you just, as far as I am unwrapping what you just told me, she's doing this so he stays with her. She's not. Well, he's giving her a gift. Yeah, there was there was she's also giving some. Him a gift. What did I say? He's giving her a gift. Oh yeah, what okay. you said. Okay, what I said. Okay. Um, I don't. When am I talking about this? Am I talking about this at this point? I don't know. I think I might. No. You think you so? Might, okay. I think it might be next episode. But like, there was some issues between Carla and Tap. Tammy. I don't even know if I've said her fucking name. Anyway. Anyway. But so her younger sister's Lord. name is Tammy. Yes. Okay. But still, as far as I can gather, I think she's just so pressured by losing him or the idea of well, her no, wanting to be with him. Well, no, because pretty soon I'm about to say one next sentence that makes her look like a piece of shit, too. Okay. Okay. Let's hear that piece of shit sentence. Maybe I'll <laughs> fucking like hate her. Mika's like lifting her head. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Are they fighting? Maybe. <laughs> Our dogs are looking at us weird. Hi, Mika. Um, okay, and then you had kind of asked this earlier, but Carla was not fully aware at the time that Paul was the Scar, scar Barrel rapist. Yeah. But I feel like she had to have some sort of suspicion, right? To even, like, think about offering up her sister's I would think so, right? yeah. Like, um, and then Paul had also apparently asked her at one point what she would think if he was the Scar, scar Barrel rapist, and she said, that would be cool. <laughs> what? Yeah, that would be cool. Okay, yeah, fuck her. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. She can just fucking burn. Like, that's weird, right? It is, but yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, she's just so wound up in him, she's going to do anything. Not that she's not a piece of shit. She clearly is. But she's just so captivated and wound up in being with this fucking loser mm -hmm. that she's willing to do anything. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, basically... We're stopping. Fuck. We know that Paul's next victim is Tammy, which is Carla's little sister, which is real fucked. Oh, so you, 
I thought Carla already happened. You're going to go into detail with this. Okay. Let's... What do you mean, Tammy? Or Tammy. Sorry. Oh, no. There's some detail. Oh, shit. And the next, the next victims, there's some detail. It's... I'm going to need whiskey. So we need to maybe go to the liquor store to stock up on some more White Claws for you. No, I'm going to need whiskey for this. <laughs> white Claws ain't going to cut it. Anyway, so there's part one. Part two will be out on Wednesday. And oh. just prepare yourselves. Make sure you stay wicked. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 